In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, a broadcaster and boots-on-the-ground paranormal and cryptid investigator describes her encounter with a possible Sasquatch. I'm looking at the window, and I see what looks like like this huge head. And the head has got hair tussled. It's got ears. And it just looks like this huge forehead. I mean, it's huge. Huge. And I'm thinking, what was that? Hey there, I'm hard at work on another edition of Inner Sanctum, my free monthly newsletter. Inner Sanctum features my monthly brief, a column of my thoughts and opinions on what's happening in the world. It features a spotlight on a past guest, a look ahead to an upcoming episode of my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show. It features a look at this month in conspiracy and UFO history and my Conspiracy Unlimited podcast episode pick of the month and so much more. To get your free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, delivered to your email inbox, just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on Inner Sanctum and register. It's fast, easy, and again, absolutely free. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Friday. Hope you and yours are well. Just a heads up that I'll be sitting in for George Norrie next Friday on Coast to Coast AM. That's Friday, February the 12th. And then again the following night, Saturday, Feb 13th. 
You can go to coasttocoastam.com for more information and to find an affiliate near you that carries Coast, the very best in late-night talk radio. One of my colleagues on Coast joins me now. Connie Willis can be heard on Coast from time to time. She's been in the TV and film industry for over 20 years, and Connie enjoys discussing topics of the bizarre and unexplained. She's currently the host of Blue Rock Talk TV. Hey, Connie, how are you? Welcome. Hey, Richard, it is so nice to be on your show. Thanks for welcoming me. This is nice. Yes, my colleague on Coast to Coast AM, our first time getting together. Uh, my fault, I should have reached out to you ages ago, but <laughs> here we are, here we are. That's right, it's the man thing. You're supposed to jump out at me, and then I'm like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> right, right. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm old-fashioned. It's the guy who's got to do it first. But we're, so. <laughs> we're, I think we have a lot in common in that not only do we, we both fill in on Coast to Coast AM, but we also have a lot of projects on the go, a lot of plates in the air, as they used to say. So let me ask, for those who know you from Coast to Coast but may not be familiar with your other projects, you've got Creepy Hotspots and Far Out Thursdays and Bigfoot Fridays and Blue Rock Talk. Just tell folks all about these projects. Yeah, um, Blue Rock Talk is... um it was starting, it, it actually started out to be like a syndicated radio show, and it ended up being an internet show. Uh, so I got the video because I have a background of television and radio. So this is great. It's on the internet and it's live streaming. And it's basically Blue Rock Talk TV with Connie Willis. And inside that TV, that's kind of like a network. Inside that, I do um, Far Out Thursday, which is anything far out. I don't care if it's aliens or remote viewing or bees making honey, you know, because that's cool. That's far out stuff. Um, that's what I do then. It's live. And and um, then I do something called Bigfoot Friday, which is anything Bigfoot. And now we've, of course, included Dogman or any type of cryptid that goes in there. And these were classic shows that I was doing. I call them classic because I was doing them on YouTube and everybody loved them. You knew immediately what it was, right? But I wanted to do live investigations too. And so I started doing something that was it started out as on the road with Connie and then it turned into this project and I thought how are people going to know what I'm doing ah creepy hotspots my project creepy hotspots so everybody immediately knows what that is too and what I do is I'll either go to a haunting which is about a 10 to 12 hour uh, investigation live streaming or go out camping three to five nights and it's around real active, you know, known active hotspots of Dogman or Bigfoot or uh, Strange Lights, anything very unique. And we so far are batting a thousand. We've had activity at each one. But but if you roll it all together in and under BlueRockTalk.tv, uh, that is... It's a membership site. It's a community. People that join it are called Blue Rockers. They're in the know. We got our own gangsta signal as well with our hands. So 
we uh we have a fun time great people it's not 101 it's not a podcast we don't debate if this is real or not we're past that we're all believers we're we're wanting to learn more we're trying to connect the similarities of the ghost and the dogman and the bigfoot and the you know strange lights in the sky or the orbs uh, so it's really a lot of fun it's true research it's the real deal and if there's any problems with people you know usually when it's a membership and people pay to get in you don't have a lot of problems with haters but if if we even did we'd all vote and say hey this person's out we're trying to truly investigate here (laughs) so yeah it's a lot of fun and it sounds like an enormous uh, undertaking Uh, i mean logistic (laughs) how does that work logistically like how many how many people in your crew how do you how do you uh, film this uh, and stream it live from remote locations well, a lot of times the re- the remote location can be tough because the signal is uh, sometimes not great. So uh, what I do at that point is I shoot in between with 4K and then um, I will drive to an area where we get a signal maybe three to four times throughout the day and let people know what's going on, what's happening, and get as much uh get as much info for them as possible video wise and get it to them so they can, you know, cause everybody is a part of the investigation. They are actually a part of it. That's when it's kind of the worst signal, but we've still done pretty well. And thank you, Elon Musk to hurry up and, and fix it to where we can broadcast from anywhere. But when we do have this great signal or so, so signal, the plan is always to have a live webcam going at the same time so everybody can watch the whole time. Because again, everybody's investigating with me. And uh, so I'll take it if we go hiking, I've got my phone with me and I am live streaming. Uh, So that's how we do it from the locations. And if it's a bad bad signal, we just drive up a mountain or something like that uh, to get to a better spot and uh, tell what's going on and in between I shoot the stuff and then later on everybody will get it and then they get to look at it again so we have a lot of conversations with the people that are paid into the memberships that are blue rockers Um, and I, I love when we do have a signal that's really good because then we do get to have the creepy cam it's called the live creepy cam going and people love it because they're constantly letting me know hey we just saw something at eleven thirty-two last night when you guys uh put the fire out and went to bed you know it's 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 truly active it's really fun and we really do have things happen and the better part too is i i'm lucky i've been boots on the ground all my life doing this type of thing so uh you know i feel at home being out in these situations i'm still terrified by the way richard but i also know a lot of people uh from my past experience as well as being on coast to coast you know people will contact me too and say hey i've got a great creepy hotspot," and and checking into it ahead of time making sure everyone's legit making it the real deal because as a broadcast journalist this is real for me and Um, so we make sure that it's a legit place and legit researchers. So a lot of times I'm just going to the area where there's already a relationship happening. And that's what's important, as you know, with the Bigfoot, the dog man, any of the cryptids, when it comes to something flying around in the sky, you know, that's, you just never know with those, but, uh, the others, it's all about a relationship. So 
with creepy hotspots, tell me, can you tell me about a recent investigation? I mean, I'm I'm amazed. You said you're batting a thousand. Yeah. Uh, so so tell me about a recent investigation and and what what you captured. Hmm. Let's see. We've got ghosts. We've got dogman. We've got lights on the sky. Which one? Which one? Which one? Um, I'll tell you the first one that I went up to um, the Rockies with a guy named Jason Frank. He's got a book out called Harry's. Um, he's a very funny guy. He's like, uh, golly, he was in the military. He was, uh, you know, just this courageous man and EMT as well. He's, he's, I don't know how he survived the things he's survived along the way. In fact, one time he parachuted down and when he, his parachute broke and he hit, (laughs) believe it or not, when he landed, of course he lived, but he hit an ambulance, if you can believe that. So (laughs) of course, of course, you can't do better than that. Right. (laughs) So, um, and by the way, most of these people are all into the conspiracy thing too. So they love Richard, you know, what do you know about Richard? Well, now I'm going to be able to tell him a few things, uh, person. (laughs) So that'll be good. But he, um, he, amazing guy, he took me up to his creepy hotspot where he had a relationship with a Bigfoot that he remembers seeing when he went up into this area as um, like a mom and dad Sasquatch. This was what he, he could hear and even saw silhouettes outside of his uh, tent one rainy, stormy evening. And there was this little bitty tiny little tyke, and that was the uh, Sasquatch better known throughout the years as Elvis because he had a little body and this huge head, and that's what he remembers in the silhouette. Now, when I met him, he said the last time that he had seen him visually, he was seven foot tall. And so the creepy hotspot was uh, called Looking for Elvis. So we were going up there to, to go to the area where he had seen Elvis a lot, And I got to tell you, I've never had, I mean, I have, I grew up in a haunted house, lots of activity from there, UFO, uh, abductions, learning all these things, studying all these things, uh, uh, interviewing people all my life. You know, my whole background is TV and radio and then uh, remote viewing and all this stuff. And then at one point I learned about Bigfoot working with documentaries and uh, I never even thought about that. So this was great doing this hotspot, going out to uh, this area. And again, all this stuff that I've gone through, I've never had so much activity on every level. One of the nights it was, uh, it ended up being the last night. We didn't know it was going to be the last night, but it ended up being the last night. We, uh, I, everybody was in a tent. There were two couples up, uh, in the like Aspen area of uh, we're, we're up in the Rockies. Okay. So there was a Aspen like area and we had a couple that was up there in a nylon yellow tent. And if I give you any adjectives like that, there's a reason why. <laughs> so that, that, that was that thin, like yellow nylon tent. And then a little closer to me was Jason and his, uh, a friend with him in one of those green thick canvas tents. And then uh, over to the left of me was another guy all by himself. And he had kind of that canvassy tent as well. And I'm in the guy's vehicle. Uh, 
Now, I good lived choice. In, good yeah, choice. Yeah, I know. Right? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Most people don't say that. They're like, come on, man, get into the tent and get the experience. So apparently, Richard, the experience is being in a tent and they come up and bug you and pester you and smack at you and do all these things. And, you know, that's cool. Not to me, because no. I don't know what it is, you know, could be a raccoon, could be anything, uh, you know, uh, could be your buddy or, or something. But I wanted to be in, in the in the truck. It was this guy's truck. Now, I haven't had a car for a while because I lived in cities and I love not having one. So it had to be, you know, his cab, his truck cab. Thank goodness he allowed me to do that. So as you can probably understand, I've got a 360 degree, you know, view, right? Right, right. However, it's scary, too. That's one of my worst fears is having a Bigfoot face right in the window two inches away, right? I've, I've seen tons of documentaries like that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> but I'm putting myself right in it <laughs> by doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's the only way you can see. So anyway, I didn't really have a choice. I don't want to be in a tent and not know what's out there smacking it. So I don't want it to crumble me up in a ball and throw me down the mountainside. So I, um, I got to tell you, from the stories that you hear when there there are certain entities around you, you're going to understand, and I'm sure your listeners too, uh, of some of my scrambled thoughts because everything happened that night. So we're looking for Elvis. We already know that we've uh, that he's been around. We could tell that he's been looking around. We could tell all of us could tell when he got close, because uh, we would say, it's over there, it's over there, he's over there, he's over there, you know, while, while, while we're sitting around the uh, campfire. So we all, you know, knew in the days that were happening that we were there, that we were being watched. These things were around. Um, Could but you that, smell them? Mm, no, no, and you don't always smell them. You know, a lot of people say that, but I thought I smelled one once, but it was right by the porta potty as well. So I, <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> but it's not always, I, you know, I know a lot of people say that, but I've never really noticed it except the porta potty time. So I couldn't say that was it. Um, but we could feel it. And if, if you, you know, with remote viewing, these things, these, these are going to be some of my thoughts and my experiences, but I believe they can read your mind. I believe they can mind speak because I've experienced it. And we, me and this other girl and this other lady, she's got incredible talents. We both stopped at one point and said, ow, we both, both our heads hurt really badly at one point. And we both jolted at the same time. And she and I looked at each other. She didn't know that I could notice that. But I said, man, I was just viewed. And she said, so was I. And I said, I know I could tell. I saw that it hurt you just as much as it hurt me. So we already believed that this thing was looking at us. Now, I'm not sure if that was Elvis because, uh, you know, I've never met Elvis before. But apparently that was his area. Well, that night, um, I, let's see, how did it happen? I was in the vehicle. And this is where it gets scrambled, Richard. It's really weird. It's really weird, but I, I, I'll take it to my grave. I was up at one point. Now, I have my little bitty Yorkie penny girl with me. She's in the vehicle, too. And at one point, I remember 
the light, the truck light on, the cab light was on, and I'm sitting up on my knees. Now, I'm sleeping in the passenger seat, laid back, scared out of my mind. It's pitch black in the in the Rockies, okay, pitch black, and uh, trees all around us. And everybody else is outside. I'm in that truck alone. I'm all locked up. I'm 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 cold, and and my little doggy's in there. And at one point, I find myself awake, and the cab truck is on, or the the light in the cab is on. And I'm up on my knees, and I'm looking for something um, in the back seat. And I'm digging for something down on the ground, and it's something for my dog. That's all I know is, oh, let me find this. And as I'm getting back up on my knees, I'm kind of wondering what am I doing. I'm thinking, oh, what? Uh, it's, I'm kind of coming to my senses a little bit and going, oh, wow, huh? You know, this is for you, uh, Penny, who's out like a light. And usually she's up. If I'm up, she's too. She's like a foot away from me. And I notice the uh, cab light on. I'm like, wow, man. And I think, well, actually, the light's not on. But I can see in here, this is great. I've got light on looking for whatever I'm looking for for my dog. This is all going on in my head real right. fast, right. right? Okay. So I, I, I think, wow, that must be the moon. Now, I love the moon. I love the moon. I used to live on a beach. The, it was white sands. The moon would reflect, and it was almost like daylight, right? So I'm thinking, man, we are, you know, and I'm still new to this area, definitely new to the Rockies. It was the first time I was up in this area for sure. And I thought, golly, when you're this much closer, you know, because like Denver's mile high city, it's a mile up than any, anywhere else, uh, you know, to the sun and to the moon. And, and here I am up in the Rockies. So I'm, you know, wow, I'm even higher. No wonder this, this moon is given so much light because we're so much closer. I'm just thinking human thoughts and trying to, you know, my mind is telling me what is probably going on. It's trying to put some thought to it, some some uh, reason to it. Uh, that's obviously what we do from what I've learned. Uh, your mind will pull up the, the memo it needs to make you feel like, okay, I figured that out. Let me move on. And I'm going, man, it's so bright. That moon is great. And then all of a sudden, it went out. Like someone took a uh, light switch and just went, you know, click. Hmm. And I thought, wow. I tell you, the clouds here must be so thick that the cloud went over, the, you know, went, you know, in between me and the moon, and it just shut that out. That's pitch black in here again. And that's what I thought until I turned around, laid down. Somehow I was kind of laid down, and I was in, it, actually, my body was under the dashboard kind of thing. And I, found myself pulling myself up i don't know all the chronological things that happened my mind scrambled at this point and all i know is we're there looking for elvis a sasquatch with a big head and that's what i'm looking for and before we went to sleep that night because i do believe in mind speak because i've had it happen before that's another story but i had said in my mind to this elvis i said hey you know what i I do want to see you. I really do. That's why I'm here. And but I'm still afraid. 
and I don't want to see your eyes. <laughs> so if you can show me yourself, you know, I thought I'd throw it out there, you know, just throw out the idea that, hey, I'd like to see you, but I'm uh, I'm still not ready to see eyes. Can you just let me see you without the eyes? And I know that was kind of a silly thing, but it's how I felt. And I said it from the heart. So here I am, and I find myself in this, like in the underneath the dashboard of the passenger side. And all I know is I'm not thinking why, I'm not wondering why. I just know that I need to push myself up. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not thinking anything. I'm fine. I'm happy. Uh, I'm not scared. I'm not upset. I'm not feeling the cold, like 18 degree temperature outside or less. Um, it could have even been four. I mean, it didn't matter at that time. And we had just had a blizzard like two nights before. So, I mean, we're up there. It's cold. It's snow. It's it's crazy. So, I noticed, too, that my hands are like in a fist. And they're up in the front of my body and under my chin. And I just know I'm using my bottom part to lift up because I want to lift up. And as I'm barely trying to lift up, not even knowing why, not even thinking anything in the world, Richard. It was really weird looking back at it, you know, describing as, as well as I could. I looked up a little bit, and I could see that there was um, a light. Now, this is where I can't tell you what I saw first. Maybe if I go back to my videos, I have a better idea, but I can't remember right now. So, again, you're, you're, you're videotaping all of this. Nope, nope, nope not, not videotaping it. Nope. Nope. In fact, there's nothing in my head to say because I have my iPad there shooting 4K whenever I want to come on and say something and look around. And uh, so, nope, nope, nothing like that is happening. Uh, nobody's got anything happening. And at this point, I'm not even thinking of grabbing my iPad, not even a thought in the world. And uh, that's something a lot of people uh, recognize that that is not your thought, even though that's why you're there. You want to get this. It is more about the experience in the long run, but you are not thinking at all. I better grab my camera at all. And by the way, when you're asking, well, should, shouldn't you have something up? Well, you know, when you're in those areas, the batteries go out, just like in a ghost setting, um, or they get turned off or everything gets shut off. Uh, time and time again, that happens. And at this point, it's not even on my mind. Ah, what do I care? I'm just trying to get myself up. Now, again, I'm not sure what I saw first, but I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go with, I'll go with this thing first, and then I'll tell you the second thing. So two major things happened. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in a different order. I don't know if it was chronologically correct or not, but I was sideways with my I, I was able to scoop myself up enough to where I was kind of laying sideways on like I think part of my body was up on the um, uh, that like dash in the middle between the seats where you get you right. can lift up where the you drawers store the maps and everything. Yeah, 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 and it's a high one, you know, so it's not comfortable, but for some reason I'm like laying there. And something tells me to look over to the passenger window. Now, my dog's right at the bottom of that in her little bitty bed. She's a little Yorkie, so tiny little thing. And so I take my, I just, I don't know. I'm not even thinking. I'm just an automatic pilot. 
is all I know. And I'm not cold, and I'm in this vehicle, right, a truck in the middle of the freaking Rockies. We'd had blizzards of snow. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, very cold. And I move my head over, and my eyes, slowly with the head, taking a lot of energy, but my eyes, I can move pretty easily. I look over, and I see something at the window. Now, this is like a big Dodge Ram, turbo, gigantic, you know, whatever, you know, the biggest truck you can get kind of truck. <laughs> and because he gets back in the Rockies and he pulls, you know, big heavy things with him when he does it along the way. So this is a huge truck. So it's got a huge window. And I'm looking at the window and I see what looks like, like this huge head. And the head has got hair outlined tussled. It's got ears and it just looks like this huge forehead. I mean, it's huge, huge. And I'm thinking, I just saw it and I, it took enough strength and then I kind of had to pull back and just kind of rest for a second. And I thought to myself, what was that? What was that? It, did I, what was that? And I had some more strength and I looked over again. I mean, I was going to put all my strength into it. Not that I was overly thinking that. I just know it was hard to do. And I looked and I saw that same thing again. Huge, like uh, like a lighter colored skin forehead. That's what, this is what it looked like. And then it had tussled hair and an outline of the tussle. And then it had ears on the side. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like some teddy bears have ears on the side, but they were pointed. Okay, so I'm right. like, what is that? More of my conversation with Connie Willis when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. I'm so pleased to welcome back Ancient Life Oil to Conspiracy Unlimited as a sponsor. I've been taking their amazing non-GMO CBD oil for some time now. I take a full eyedropper under the tongue every day. It's made in the USA from American industrial hemp and then blended into a base of coconut, hemp, and grapeseed oil for maximum absorption. It's one of the purest and highest grade CBD oils on the market. If you have anxiety or stress, and who doesn't, why not have some CBD from Ancient Life Oil? A little bottle can be a big relief. CBD naturally supports your body's endocannabinoid system and can potentially have huge therapeutic benefits. Go to ancientlifeoil.com and get free shipping on all orders of $100 or more within the United States. Use the coupon code FREE100. Ancient Life Oil, the Ferrari of CBD oils. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, what, what a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Coast to Coast AM guest host and the founder of Blue Rock Talk TV. Connie Willis is here, and she's recounting, well, a, a pretty darn scary up-close encounter with a possible Sasquatch known to some of the local investigators as Elvis. So, Connie, you were camping out in the mountains near Aspen, Colorado, and your colleagues are out in in tents 
You're in the cab of a big pickup truck with your little dog, and suddenly you see this enormous head. How far from the vehicle, Connie? Oh my gosh, I'm I it's looking in the window. Oh it's my. in the window. Hello. Yeah, exactly. My little dog's under sleeping out. I am uh looking at this and remember my body's like over the storage area, so my head's about what am I, about a foot and a half, <laughs> two two feet away from that. Um and so this happened I guess maybe three, four times that I had gone back and forth. Because I'd go, is that what I, is that, it, I think it is what I think it is. And I checked uh, like maybe on the fourth turn and looked at it and noticed, okay, I don't see anything behind it. And I know there's a car on the other side. I know that car's maroon. I'm not seeing, I'm seeing a huge freaking head. And what scared me was I thought, oh my gosh it's going to lift its head up and I'm going to see its eyes. And that was a lot. I did not want to do that. <laughs> I did not want to look into the eyes of one. I'm just not ready for that yet. Haven't been ready for that yet. Had a lot of chances, but not ready yet. And I had let, you know, I said this beforehand. It never raised its head. But, it, you know, like the sixth time I looked over, it was gone. And I saw the vehicle that was right next to me. Um and so I knew something was there in between. I knew I was seeing what I was seeing. I, uh, I knew it wasn't my little dog. It was a huge head. So and was it, it had crouching? Pointed ears. Pointed ears. Now was it? It must have been crouching down. If had it's to be looking in down into the vehicle, right? Right. Yeah, and makes sense as well because they do. You know, they're hiding, so they love to go in between cars. You ever want a good setup when you're out somewhere doing this? Make sure you put the the cars in a certain way where it will have a safe area to go in between. You'll usually get a good handprint that way. Uh, because they use the cars and they sneak around and they look in and they want to see what's going mm. on. So, okay, so get this, okay, get, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw first, so get, <laughs> I'm not sure though, but so get this, all right, so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, uh, I, you know, I know what I saw, uh, and and so I'm thinking, wow, holy cow, you can't get any better than that, right, so I, I'm still, and I'm in this position still, and i back, I guess, under the dashboard or whatever. I don't know if I fell down. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just know from time to time I would recollect in my mind and I'd be in some other situation, but it wasn't like I could readily move. Well, I saw, I'm, I'm crouched down and I saw that there was a light from the window. I could see that there was a, a light that I could see. And my friend, Jason Frank, had said, hey, there's this big orb that I've seen before. It's the size of a VW. And I had never seen one of these before. I've heard about them a lot, and, and I'm really interested in them. I think it's transportation for the different beings, for the different sizes and things like that. So I was really looking forward to seeing one. And when I saw what appeared to be light to me, I just knew I – and I couldn't move. I just knew I needed to move because I wanted to see this light. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. This is what I came up here for. Never thought to grab a camera. Wasn't even on the agenda in my mind. It was just trying, oh, there's a light. Oh, this might be that orb. I got to try to see this thing. 
Because if you don't even think of a camera, at least you get the experience, right? And you can tell it. Otherwise, it's no good. So I am able to pull myself up. I've noticed that I can move my eyes and I notice I can move like uh, my pelvic area. So, but my hands are in a fist and they're up against, and my elbows and hands are up against my uh, body and under my chin. Like a boxer getting ready, you know, right, <laughs> right. in Kentucky, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. So um, as I slide myself up enough, to my surprise, something I never, ever, ever thought I would see, ever thought I would see. It was a beam of light from, you know, what you normally see from a spaceship, UFO, whatever you want to call it, flying saucer. I saw a beam of light, the beam of light that everybody talks about. And I couldn't believe it because it was like 20, 30 yards in front of us at the top of these trees that um, I'm trying to think what kind of trees they were. Those like birch ones, they're up in the Rockies and they look like Christmas trees, but it's a different, I can't even think of what it is now. I grew up on a whole nother part of the world. Uh, so anyway, I think let's, let's call them birch trees. Uh, the boughs are going out. So where the three trees, three, four trees were at the top is where these lights were coming, where the beam of light was coming from. So to me, it, it gave me the impression it was a small craft in there that was dark. I, it was not glowing whatsoever. I think it was just dark. and But the light was coming out of it. And it was shining uh, right on the tent to the right of the dark green canvas. Now, see, that's where... I'm all scrambled up because did I see the 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 figure in the window, the head in the window first? Or <clears throat> remember at one point I had the light on me and I was looking for something for my dog and I noticed, what am I doing? And then I thought it was the full moon and then it just turned off on me, right? Right, right. Well, so, as I, yeah, so, so I'm like, you know, I, so I can't tell you what the chronological order was. Yeah, Richard. it's, I it's like the fog of war. It, um, I've had a similar experience not not the particulars not with sasquatch not with a ufo but having um what i will call potentially a paranormal experiment or experience but then remembering it back things get jumbled up as you say the chronology did this happen first or did this happen first so that i can relate to so this 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 light that was coming down and it was shining on one of the tents next to the vehicle Oh, yeah. This was crazy. This was crazy because I've even gone back to, uh, you know, if you if you do join uh, my membership, my site, you you know, you can go back. They're all archived. Right. So I actually went back and was looking at some of the things I shot. Hold on, my little Yorkie. When you do these things from home now because of COVID, you've got your little doggy. So she's like, hold me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So sorry about that. So otherwise she's going to go. So I so I went back to even look at uh, some of my uh, footage, and by the way, I'm noticing that I'm happy-go-lucky, I'm fine, I'm not even, none of it has hit me yet of what has happened, and I think there's something to that too. But I remember saying some things that I saw that I had totally forgot. So as I'm looking, I see this beam of light, and it's on the big, huge green canvas tent that uh, my buddy Jason's in and a friend of his, and... Um, 
the light is right on it. And I even see a silhouette of something that was very Sasquatchy. And I didn't even remember that till I went back and saw one of the videos. But I remember thinking at the time, once I had been triggered to remember it, I remember thinking, oh, they're going to love that. <laughs> There's one right next to them. But the funny thing is I didn't see legs. I just saw the body part, and it was huge. And I, I, it, it just looked like it was the shadow. And, you know, shadows can get turned to where you don't always see the bottoms or the tops of things sometimes. So I didn't even really think anything about it. I just remember seeing this beam of light on them. And next thing I know, that beam of light turned right off, just like it did to me. So that's when, you know, I think at that point I could have uh, known that that thing was on me before. And that's what turned off. It wasn't the moon. Right, right. Um, So then it went, you know, I thought, oh, my gosh, it you know, just turned off. It just turned off. The next thing I see, it is on the other tent and it turns on click with precision, with, it was beautiful, most beautiful color light I've ever seen. It was a bluish, clear, you know, transparent light. It was gorgeous. And I've, I've heard that many times from people. It, it, it was gorgeous. You could see through it, but you didn't see anything in it. Um, but it went on that other tent that was nylon yellow. And there's a couple in there. And it's weird because... I remember thinking, you still don't, my mind still wasn't right. Uh, Some of this is just looking back on it, giving you some answers. But I remember thinking, hey, it was a couple, a very good looking couple. And they were, they were new to each other still. So I thought, holy cow, what are they seeing in there? You know, (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, he looked like Rambo and she was, you know, gorgeous. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, they're having a field day in there. Um, because they were trying to stay away from everybody and have uh, their own little time. And I, that's what was in my mind. But then it looked like, my because of what I was seeing, and I couldn't believe what was happening, I was trying to, I could, you can tell, especially looking back, that your mind is trying to create something because you can't figure this out. Or maybe something in the, the, the little craft is trying to, have me see something else. I don't know. I'm very conscious of that. And if you are, you can try to knock out everything else that may be trying to be faked or or um, uh, put in your mind or, or, you know, your own body, just your own files trying to tell you this is what it is because you're not programmed to even think these things are real. <clears throat> this is all part of my thoughts and my theories. But I actually at one point thought that the guy actually had this huge spotlight and he was putting it up on that thing to see what it was because I had known that there was already something there and it was going down. And then it was almost like I had to shake my head and shake my eyes and I looked again. I'm like, because I thought, man, he's got the most powerful spotlight in the world if that's what he's doing. You see a light shining this time out of the tent and up towards well. that's, that's what my mind's trying hmm. to give me. That's what my mind. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. No, that he. That's him with a spotlight pointing up. And and I don't know if something was trying to give me that thought. I just know I was going. You know, kind of shaking my head and eyes as in, on the inside because I don't think my head moved. Um, but that's what I thought. I thought that's when I went. Wait a minute. There's no way he could have a spotlight that huge and hold it. <laughs> and then, you know, it's almost like I went, uh, uh, you know, kind of thing, shook my head and, and 
closed my eyes and and looked again and I was like, no, that is totally coming from that tree. You know, again, are uh, is there something up there trying to give me another picture? Because uh, I'm already moving, I'm already thinking, and and I don't think they like that. <laughs> That's my impression. So I see that that light is on them for a long, long time. Did they pull them up on the ship, put them back down? Did they go down there where they were? Did anything happen like that? I don't know. I just know that light was on them. It didn't move left. It didn't move right, up and down, anything. In fact, when it first turned on, Richard, it was precise. It did not have to do, it wasn't like a helicopter with a spotlight that would go from tent to another tent and move over. No, it went off on and then it went to the next tent and then went off on precisely. Didn't have to adjust an inch or two. It was right on it. It knew exactly where it wanted to go, but it turned on just as quick as, as we would, uh, uh, you know, pull down a string light in, in a pantry or something like that. Boom. It was on and then it was off. And let me tell you though, because they were in that yellow nylon tent, it was, it was glowing like you wouldn't believe because so much light could come out of that. Not on the green canvas one because it was thicker. So when it turned off, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then boom, it went on again precisely to the tent to the left of me and did the same thing off and on. At that point, I was exhausted. I could not stay up anymore. I was so ecstatic when all that was happening to me because I actually saw beams of light, something I never thought I would see, something that people rarely get any um, thought uh, pics from or video of or uh, even can mention it. You know, that seems to be a rarity. And I was so excited to see something like that because I never thought I would. Right. The next the next morning, I mean, I mean I'm, did you sleep at all that night? I was conked out. I mean, I was just out. I you know, I don't know if they did their little thing that they put you out or what, but I was out. And the next morning, the crazy thing about it is we, we, there was something that happened to where all of a sudden we all had to leave. Uh, uh, some people were going to leave anyway, but now we were going to leave. So we all start packing up and I had said, Hey, I remembered, hey, I, I think I, you know, I said, I said, I don't know what I saw. I don't think I saw Elvis, um, but I, I saw something was looking at me in the window. And I was describing it to somebody else. And Jason, who knows Elvis, was kind of listening from afar. He was, he was just listening to me. And I had mentioned the pointy ears. And that's when he came to me and he said, Connie, you saw Elvis. I was like, why, why, why? I think I saw a dog man. You said Elvis was a Sasquatch. I said, I think I saw a dog man because he had pointed ears. And he said, no, he did have pointed ears. And I never told you that. He, you, I said, he said, you described this huge head just like he's got. And I never told you he had pointed ears. And you said he had pointed ears. Mm. And he goes, you saw Elvis. I was like, all right, I saw wow. Elvis. That's great. Why would I said, Sasquatch with pointed ears? I mean, I, th I, I, I think we all think of them sort of uh, hominid-type creatures. Uh, where did they get the, the pointy ears, do you imagine? Well, that's where I'm like – I said back to him, I said, I think, I think Elvis might be – 
a dog man, but he had seen Elvis years back with two uh, Sasquatch like mom and dad. Now, Dennis Fole, if you've ever heard of the Erickson Project or the Pancake House, Dennis Fole was the guy that was the first guy ever, and I think still even, to be paid um, to research an area where there was a lot of Bigfoot activity at one point. And uh, a guy named Erickson is the one who put like three and a half million dollars into the research of it. And Dennis, who knows this area too, is one of his areas actually where we went, the creepy hotspot, and who is a good friend. Uh, now, I love him to death. He had, I had asked him, you know, sounds like a dog man. He goes, well, who knows? Maybe the, the maybe it is a Sasquatch, but Maybe that particular Sasquatch has pointed ears. Maybe they're all of a Sasquatch, you know, variation of some sort. Maybe there's really not a dog man, or maybe there is, but maybe Sasquatches, some of them have pointed ears because some of them have big melon heads and some do not. So, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe. What you know, what do we know? Right? So at that point, all I remember was seeing this you know, Elvis in the window, all of a sudden turned into Elvis in the window to me. And somebody mentioned, that's when Jason said to me, yeah, well, his, his uh, tent mate had said, he goes, well, uh, so-and-so saw a light last night. He looked up and he saw like this dim light at the top of the uh, tent. And I went, oh yeah, that I didn't even remember until that word light had triggered me, Richard. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. I would have never said a word. And I said, oh, yeah, guess what? I saw what was what that light was. And I was bragging that, hey, y'all in that tent, you never see anything. <laughs> Let me tell you what I saw. And But I was saying, yeah, I, I saw the beam of light. And, and Richard, I said it like it was, oh, yeah, I saw, you know, a squirrel walk by. And, right. you know, Very nonchalant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I started telling him what I saw and how it was on each person's tent. And the one really, you know, hot couple <laughs> – they, they had. Um, she had had one of those. Um, she's known as a high priestess in her area in uh, Boulder, Colorado. They're um, into a lot of uh, talents and abilities and things like that. And and she had what organite, or, organite, organite. Is that what it is? Uh, they have these things. They hold on to them. It's got different things inside of it, and 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 it's solid. But you can make them, and they can help you with. I don't know, maybe talent or something like that. I what, really like a, talis a talisman or something? Maybe, maybe it's um, it's something you can make, and it can make more energy. I think. I think it helps uh, emphasize energy. You can use it, it, hold it in your hand, and it makes a difference. With radionics, people will put it on their radionics machines and organite. I think is what it is, something like that. But there, inside of it, there was. Things that glow, you know, when lights hit some things and then they'll glow mm -hmm. afterwards for a little bit. Well, she, there was something in this that was like that, where if you put a light on it, it'll glow for a while, then it goes out. But the brighter the light, the longer it will will glow. Um, and the, the brighter the glow. Well, this thing was extremely bright and continuously glowing. It was glowing for longer than she's ever uh, had said about it. And somebody mentioned that to me, and I went, oh, I know why. There was this unbelievable light on it for ah, a long time. So she had it in the tent, yeah. and the light from the sky it yeah. basically ignited uh, this, whatever this yep. thing is. Ah, 
Yeah, yeah. They didn't even recognize or notice anything. They don't remember anything of what I had said. Any, they any, were surprised. Any footprints, uh, handprints? There was, um, now always keep in mind, uh, you know, if you're out in foliage, it's really hard to get a footprint because it's foliage. Now, there was a blizzard like two days before. I mean, when I first got there, I thought, what am I doing? Am I going to die here? You know, oh my gosh, we're in the top of the Rockies. When's it going to stop snowing? Um, and, and so we had all the snow, but then because the sun, you're so close to the sun and once that sun's back out, boom, it can melt it. So then it started getting muddy <laughs> and then it would be icy. So it was a constant change in temperature. And so you never knew if you were going to get something or not. And then there was a lot of gravel. So you're just hoping for that perfect foot to go into that perfect area to get that print. Uh, so that's what you're dealing with. Well, at one point we had put a tarp down because it was so muddy, which would have been good if one of them walked into it. But we kept getting stuck, y you know, it was in the walking area and got messier and messier while we were there. But there was I I had walked around to see because I knew where it was and looking at me in between the cars and I uh, I was conked out. People were already up before me, starting to get ready. And I was like, oh, please, please, I hope you all didn't walk over here. I hope you didn't walk over here. So I went over there, and I did find a couple prints, what I believe were prints. They weren't the best, and I don't know that anybody would believe me. I felt good for me. <laughs> you don't really ever pick them up very well with the camera, uh, but I absolutely believe that I saw them they didn't pick up well, but the funky thing about them, we did get one really good one. My hands were full, and I asked a guy to take a picture of it. I haven't seen the picture since. I hope he ends up sending it to me at one point. But here's what's interesting. It didn't have – it wasn't the normal Bigfoot footprint. It was more of like um, the heel went up toward the toes more in a uh, cone shape. And it was consistent. It was very strange. It was very different. So I thought, maybe that's dogmen. Maybe this thing came from that ship. <laughs> and even though the ship seemed to have probably have been a whole lot smaller, I don't know. I don't know how they can get bigger and smaller and move around. And one minute they're there, then one minute they're not. They, they're not us in any way. So How did that experience, uh, I, I, I can tell, I mean, obviously it's, it's had a profound effect on you. How, how has it changed your worldview, if at all? Well, anytime you see something like that, uh, you know, your whole world changes because you're not taught it. Your whole body system tries to shoo it away. Uh, they try to make you forget it. Uh, it took about two weeks where I could finally shake off whatever seemed to be on me that made me still feel good and everything was okay. And after that... You know, and I'm trying desperately to remember because of, of studying it. You know, most people, if that happened to them, if they all went camping uh, as a family, they would not even know any of this, I, I, I'm sure, because uh, they're just not even thinking about it, and they'd all blow it off in some, some way. But after about two weeks, when I feel like this, this whatever's on me, again, to keep me feeling good, like a protection, uh, as well as keeping a secret, um, I started having, uh, I couldn't sleep. It was almost that PSTD thing. I started feeling extremely afraid when I laid there uh, before going to sleep. I felt this feeling of uh, sinister. 
Um, and, and that's happened many other times. We've been there more times in that same area and around that same radius with the same guy and other people. And we've seen uh, the lights again. Um, we believe Elvis has come by again. Totally believe Elvis is cool and nice and kind, uh, but I don't know what else was there. And I don't know if he was a part of the UFO or not. I, I can tell you through remote viewing, you learn to trust your ambiance and your your ideas and your thoughts a lot. So I know that the very first thought I got when I had recognized there's a craft up there with beams coming down was uh, I got primitive, like this was a primitive ship. It was almost like the kids taking out dad's car one night, you know, and cruising. And I think they were just very curious of, hey, what's going on over here? Who is this? And I did not get that they had flown from some other planet across the universe. I got that uh, they were here. They were already here, and they uh, must be from underground. Uh, that's Those are the things that I picked up in my mind that I do remember. Uh, but it's um, it's very uh, eye-awakening. It, if you believe in God, God gets bigger. But then you have more questions than not because, you know, all this political stuff that's been going on, all this COVID stuff, all that kind of thing where people are, you know, into it. You're, you, I'm not. I'm more of, man, you know, I know that there's something in between me and God <laughs> because you know that these things are way more advanced way more you just know that you know that they're way more advanced than us and it makes you really tiny you don't think of these little tiny you know all this junk that's going on in the world of the fighting and the bickering and you think a lot of times hey you know what if they if they did tell the truth about all this and we really knew who we were and and what what the reality was i think we'd all get along because <laughs> then we'd realize wow we're all humans we're all earthlings now what else is out there because we we really are one so again uh, how do people watch uh, creepy hot spots far out thursdays bigfoot fridays connie well you can go to uh blue rock tv and you can uh sign up there bluerocktalk.tv or you can you know i have another i'm, I'm kind of moving it over so if if you're trying to just kind of think about it right now uh and get on the email list go to conniewillis.com and you'll see that a whole new site is coming soon and you'll also get a free bigfoot documentary by the way i just set that up yesterday but richard before you know so it's conniewillis.com is good but i gotta ask you this uh you are where you're outside Toronto? Just north of Toronto. That's right. Okay. Love Canada. Lots of stuff going on there in Canada. Um, now, I know you're Mr. Conspiracy Guy, so you have to believe these types of things too, right? I mean, my big question, bottom line is, are you going to go with me on a creepy hotspot? <laughs> you know, the closest I've ever gotten to a Bigfoot, I've got twin 14-year-old boys with a size 11 ah. shoe. <laughs> I'm not a. I have to, you know, honestly, I'm not a. I'm not a boots on the ground investigator, um, but I. I would be certainly open to that. Well, listen, I. You know, I'm not a tent person. That's why I'd, I'd rather be in somebody's vehicle. But I'm hoping eventually to get a nice uh, Class B RV, so I'll feel a lot more protected have more of the proper gear and cameras that I think I have some ideas that may not go off when things like this happen. 
um, and have a bathroom and a shower. I rather glamp. Sorry, I am that way too. So you're welcome to join there. There'll be more areas because uh, <laughs> I look. I'm not a. I don't want to be in a tent and not know what's going on. But I um, hope to get to that point at one point uh, with the RV and everything in between. Some nice heat and I can cook and have some food. Yeah, whatever but, the, the uh, sh- I'd love the, that. The Sasquatch equivalent of a shark cage. <laughs> and it won't matter they'll slide right on in these say oh, i gotta tell you but richard if you get to do that it will really change you and i hope you do it with me because um it'll be cool to see the before and after because uh, you'll really be able to describe it and then a lot of that conspiracy stuff may fit in a little bit in, in, a, in a whole different perspective for you because you'll have seen it and it really would tie some um, um, tie some gaps together, and it would be interesting to hear your take because you know a whole lot more about those things than I do. And it might really take us another step up. It's it will blow your mind. You will ch- your life will change forever. I I'm all have, I'm all for having my mind blown, and I would look forward <laughs> to the uh, the opportunity. So, and I want a camera on your face when it happens. <laughs> 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 Connie, what a delight. And I'm uh, I'm so glad we finally got together. Thank you so much for this. You're welcome. And everybody just know that in the future, Richard's going to be on a Far Out Thursday with me. Far Out, as John Denver used to say. Far <laughs> Out. Looking forward to it. Me too. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a moment with a few words about an upcoming episode. Here's a resolution for 2021. Reduce stress and enhance your immune system. ESS60 from C60 Evo. C60 is the carbon 60 molecule known to deliver more than 172 times the power of vitamin C, 172 times. ESS60 is the purest form of C60, a known antiviral, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory remedy that works. ESS60 neutralizes free radicals from cell metabolization and external toxins to help minimize inflammation and maximize detoxification. Further, people report better sleep, more energy, and renewed mental clarity when they take our ESS60 organic oil. To order your miracle molecule ESS60, click on the C60 Evo link in the episode notes for this podcast, or go to c60evo.com slash richard hyphen serrett. C- c60evo.com slash richard hyphen serrett buy now and save 10 percent by using the coupon code evrs at checkout again use the coupon code evrs at checkout next time on conspiracy unlimited the return of hypnotherapist dr elena gabor to discuss past life regressions and the science of the soul. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.